actually, this is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio, In Your Face. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and we're here with another great guest uh, that we have waiting uh, in the wings to come on the show. Um, I just love I love doing my show because I'm able to bring on some amazing people, and our next guest is one of those amazing people, and she's uh, she's done everything uh, in entertainment, and uh, she's nowhere near being done. Uh, she's been, uh, I mean, from from modeling to, to acting to producing and so on and so forth to even the music industry. Uh, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, you as listeners hearing her story because if ever you wanted to get inspired by a person uh, as they go uh, through their lives and if you needed that, well, this is a show that you need to listen to. Okay, now, without further ado, I want to bring on model, actress, producer, and recording artist, Amy Weber. (coughs) Amy, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Um, You're you're interesting, without a doubt. You're kind of like you're trying to take over Hollywood, I think. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a what a quadruple force or something. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know what? I just really love everything that I do, and um, you know, I just feel like there's just no reason to put limits on yourself. And if you have a desire to do something and a passion, that you know, you really should just go for it. Well, and that's what you've been doing. And and before we even go any further, uh, I want I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning. Just uh, so our listeners understand that Amy uh, is taking time out. It's a twin's birthday today, so happy birthday to them. And uh, she's, she's, she's taking time out to to, uh, to spend some time with us this morning before she uh, gets into busy mode. So I appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, you know, you just uh, it's just about trying to find that balance, you know? Yeah, well, you're like on a... Uh, one of those uh, high wires, and you're rocking and rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I'm that person with the plates. Like, I have all those plates that are, like, spinning on those little tiny sticks, and I'm just, like, running around trying to keep the plates going and not falling off and breaking. So. Uh, then, well, but then, uh, it's never a dull moment, which is good. Well, that's why you have a foot. So if the plate falls down, you have a, you have a foot, and you just keep on rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about it that way. Now, you, uh, you've been doing everything. Um You've been doing modeling, uh, acting, uh, hosting gigs you've had. Uh, you've been on a lot of TV shows, and you, you even entered into the music industry. Um, I mean, you have a lot of things going on. So, you know, uh, where do we start? Uh, how, how did you get involved in entertainment? Um, you know, I think I, from a really young age, I really always wanted to entertain. It was just sort of a form of escape for me because I had a pretty rough childhood, and um it just, you know, continued on, and as I got into school, I, I guess I just wasn't really um, nurtured in that way, and I wasn't, you know, encouraged to, to try it, so I just always had it in my heart. There was just something that was always in there that I wanted to, to be in the entertainment industry and mm-hmm. to, you know, create and, and to tell stories and to impact people in that way. So, you know, I finally, when I started college, I realized that even though college I was doing really well at it, it just wasn't where my heart was. And I just took a stab in the dark and drove out to Hollywood and really never looked back. Well, you grew up in Illinois, right? I did, yes. Okay, and then you, uh, I guess your family moved uh, down south to Florida. They did, yes. They, um, You know, I think it was just the winters became really difficult, and um, they had had some friends that moved to Florida and had kind of sold them on, on the idea of it. So, But it was interesting. You know, I, I lived a little bit more of a sheltered life, I think, in Illinois. I didn't really get to meet a variety of people. So when I went down to Florida, and there was such a melting pot of different types of cultures, it really opened my eyes and um, 
And and that was really good for me because living on, you know, a corn farm in the middle of, you know, Mapleton, Illinois, you don't really get the chance to experience different people and different cultures. And um, I think that's what makes the world so beautiful is that there's just so many different people, you know, and we're all just, we all have dreams and we're all just trying to make it happen on a daily basis, you know, together. Yeah, but you 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 have dreams and you've had dreams. The difference is you're not dreaming your dreams; you're living your dreams. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I, gosh, I just, um, you know, you have to just believe and just get out there and and work at it. I think too many people, unfortunately, think that it's just going to come to them. I mean, I owned the modeling agency for five years because I really wanted to try to change the face of the modeling industry. You know, when I was with my agencies, I was with some of the biggest agencies, but no matter how much money I seemed to be making for them, they always sort of just treated me like a second-class citizen. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't like that. I felt like, why? You know, this should be a team effort. And actually, if the model's not making money, the agency's not making money. So, in fact, they work for us. Mm-hmm. We don't work for them. Right. And, um, you know, it was, it was just really strange when I would meet some of these different models that felt like they were going to be in an elevator at you know, Endeavor, ICM, and someone was just going to discover them. It was just a strangest thinking pattern to me because I thought, well, gosh, I just don't, maybe, you know, there's the Charlize Theron's of the world that got discovered in the bank because she was yelling at the teller. But those are just a dime a dozen, and really what, what gets you ahead is, is hard work and dedication. You know, and that's the value, and, and that, that's the reality, you know. And no, nothing was handed to you on a silver platter either. No. <laughs> no, it's been a long, it's been a long journey, and I'm still not there. I'm still working, and I'm still trying to, you know, continue to improve and do bigger and better things, and um, and I'll get there. No, but you're never going to be done. You know this, right? No, I hope not. I don't think we stop. I hope we don't stop learning until until we die or go somewhere else. We know whatever people's beliefs are, but. Um, you know, if you, I just think if you stop learning, then you're dead, you're done. Of course, of course you are, you know, but for you, I, see, you, you and I are similar in, in the respect that you, you always want more. It has nothing to do with money. You always want more. You want to learn. You want to cultivate, grow, and build and do good for people, and this is the stuff that you do. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Now, when you, uh, when you started modeling, were you uh, in Florida when you started that? I wasn't. Um, I actually, uh, hold on, baby. Hang on. Hang on. I know, Matt. Hold on. Um, I really moved to California to start acting mm-hmm. and um, in order to really just pursue that. Sorry, my child. They want to come on the show. They want mommy. I know. Oh. They want to be on the show. Yeah, she's starting early. Oh. Um, in order to pay my bills, modeling was just something that came along and, and afforded me the opportunity to just be able to go into auditions and not feel like I was just dying to mm-hmm. get that job in order to pay my rent and my mortgage. So it was it was really just sort of my nine to five mm-hmm. uh, modeling was and it's been great to me. I mean it's been very tough because I'm really not I'm not five nine and I'm not your average model but I think my persistence and um, hopefully my charm <laughs> got me got me through, and people would say, you know, we'd rather work with you, someone that has a smile on their face all day long, than someone who's 5'11 and sort of like a sourpuss and makes the day really long and hard. Well, I've spoken to a lot of directors over the years, and the one thing that they appreciate is working with someone that's easy to work with. Yes, because yeah. we all know that this business and any business, whether it's the wrestling business, the modeling business, the acting business, any even the business world. You know, if you have people that you're around that are just just kind of have that negative energy, it really makes for a long, uncomfortable day. Yeah, no, without without question. And I, I just want to just roll back a little bit. When you were in Florida, you just got in your car, and you just went to L.A. with a couple of shekels in your pocket, looking uh, to to fulfill, fulfill your dream. I did. I yeah. didn't know anyone in yeah. California. I didn't know where I was going to stay. I just knew that I would rather just take this chance and jump in with both feet than to live with, you know, regret the rest of my life, wondering if I could have ever had made it happen. Yeah, you don't you don't want to you never wanted to be that that 60 or 70 year old person looking in the in the mirror saying, "Wow, what happened to me?" 
I know, because then you know what? You just become kind of bitter and like resent. You know, it's just I'm so I'm so happy when other people succeed, and I, and I'm genuinely happy. I don't have like a jealous body, a bone in my body, because I feel like when people are succeeding, it just shows the potential that there is a chance for success for everybody. You know, that that makes me really happy when people are succeeding and, and making their dreams come true. So, yes, I couldn't imagine living a life that I didn't feel that sort of fulfillment. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing I've never understood in the entertainment industry, how if you're doing something and someone's doing well, you should be happy for them because they're, they're just opening a, a, another door for someone. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And But, you know, and, and people sometimes take a little bit longer to get to the place where, you know, they stop being in competition with other people and they stop being so hard on themselves. And, um, you know, I think for me, just when I got, I got really, when I got really sick and I was, you know, battling cancer, that really changed a lot of things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just opens up your eyes to what's important and who you really are, the fiber of who you are. And it's certainly not, you know, the, the outside exterior looking back at you in the mirror. It's just really what, what's in your heart and how you treat other people and how you treat animals and, and all that. Can I ask you a question, Amy? Um, sure. I mean, how long ago was it that you uh, had cancer? It was 10 years ago. Okay, and you, you're, doing, you're, you're obviously going strong. I'm great. It was, it was tough. You know, my, my, my mother was given a drug when she was carrying me that unfortunately caused cancer in a lot of, of babies as we got older. And um, it's just, you know, it's just strange how medicine is pretty smart. You know, when you take a, a headache pill, that pill goes into that receptor mm-hmm. in, your, in your brain and it basically calms that nerve. And so, you know, my, they thought my mom was going to have a miscarriage, so they, they gave her this you know, drug that was going to supposedly stop the bleeding and, you know, unfortunately just changed my DNA. So, you know, as I got older and I started getting tested, it was just a sort of shock, you know, like, it's just strange because, like, you don't, you're not doing, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not like I was, you know, going out and abusing my body or, you know, doing anything crazy. It just, it just was a luck of the draw for me. But, um, yes, it was, it was very, very tough and I would not wish it on my worst enemy, but I'm, it's, Hopefully in the past, and I'm doing great today. Well, I think that's fantastic, and um, I mean, wow! I mean, you, your your story just gets deeper and deeper. Um, I mean, it, if if anyone who's <laughs> listening to the show, if they're not getting inspired by you, I don't know what would inspire them. Um, you know, you you could have given up. You know, anyone can give up. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the easy way. You know, it's sort of the easy way out. You just got to fight. You just got to keep fighting, you know, because I think that, um, you know, even today, I, you know, I remind myself when I woke up that I'm I'm privileged that I got to wake up because there's a lot of people that didn't wake up today. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to sort of, even in like the worst times, and believe me, bad things happen to everyone. You know, I, I have really bad days and things don't turn out the way that I wanted them to. And But at the same time, you still have to take a minute to realize, well, I still have another day, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to turn it around or to change it. So that's really what keeps me going. Well, it's, it's a gift, and it's a, it's a gift that we have to unwrap daily, and we should, and you do, which is fantastic. And you, you have you have two little ones there that uh, that love their mommy, and uh, and I and I I think that you're. It just I'm just kind of taken back. That I, I see, like I know about your background and what you've done, but it's even deeper than what I what I know. And uh, you're still going strong. You're still opening up doors for people, and that that's the amazing part about it. You know, uh, you know, from your acting, uh, modeling, your acting, uh, you, you're kind of tackling everything and not just being like everyone else. Thanks. Yeah, and, and you're you're doing things differently, like you did with the modeling. You you did it. Uh, they weren't doing the right thing in your mind, so you went out and you tried to do the right thing. <laughs> it's really funny. I know, um, you know, people used to say, oh, why, you know, you can't change the world. And I was like, well, I can try. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are so, just, it's just so easy to be a naysayer and be like, oh, you know, there's nothing you can do. But, um, 
you know, I even say, gosh, you know, if, if, if someone's having a bad day and you even get smile at them, they can sure change the course of their day. Yeah. You know, we sort of forget that there are these little things that don't really cost us anything that can help a total stranger um, have a better day. Yeah, because, you know what, everyone has a bad day. You know, everyone gets upset. It, it happens. It happens. You know, uh, but, yeah, sometimes it's just that one little smile, that one look that kind of changes your mindset for the day. Right there. Yep. And that, that's, that's good stuff. Now, uh, you've, you've done a number of movies and TV shows as well. Um, or what you and you and it's funny because we talked about the modeling, what you did, uh, in your your acting, uh, you actually went, you you acting, you're on TV, film, and you even have your own production company. I do. Okay, I mean, am I supposed to call you, you know, uh, a female Ryan Seacrest? So what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I'm mm-hmm. not quite there, but um, no, I you know sometimes you, you know, you just see that you can um get a project together, and uh, it was interesting. I, I I don't know that I even intended to be a producer, but I, I got attached to a film as an actress and, and one of the leads, and they started asking me different questions, and I, I really just jumped in there, and it it, it came really naturally to me, just, uh, you know, making sure that I, um, you know, got in there and helped them get the right crew, and helped them with locations, and uh, it, uh, it became really natural, and I realized, gosh, I really, I like the business side of it. As much as I like being in front of the camera, I really like seeing things happen, because, you know, sometimes in this business, you go, and you'll do a job, and, you know, you have to make money, you know, you still have to pay your bills at the end of the day, and I, I don't ever want to do anything that compromises my values or who I am, but, you know, believe me, there were days when I went and did a modeling shoot, and I would just come home and think, like, Okay, what did I accomplish today? You know, it just didn't it didn't really feel as fulfilling as the acting. So, you know, produce became really naturally and then I was able to find some circumstances to produce some of my own things and recently I produced a movie called Crossroad. Um, and it's a faith based movie mm-hmm. and it's about twelve strangers that end up in this diner and they're all at a crossroad in their life and the diner ends up getting robbed. So where they thought they were headed just completely gets thrown off course. And um, it's a wonderful film. It's definitely not a shove-it-in-your-face um, faith-based movie. It's a very edgy movie because mm-hmm. there is a little bit of violence, but at the end of the day, it's really all about having that faith and having a relationship with whoever you believe your creator is. Mm. You know, making sure that you, you just have that, that faith that there's a higher power out there or, or, or your God that is watching over you and, and has your best interest, you know, at hand. So I'm very proud of this movie, and um, we're very, very close. We have a few offers, and we're just ironing out some details with the distribution company to, to get it out for the world to see. Okay, so it's all done. You edited it. Everything's done. It's done. We're doing nice. uh, we're doing some finishing touches on the um, on Foley and on the sound. And uh, the score of the movie is, is getting finished. But, yes, it's, it's done, and it's very exciting. Oh, that's nice. And that, 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 I, I like the, um, I, I like the storyline, uh, your, your overview of it. Um, sounds interesting. And I, and I you love can go to Crossroad. I, I, you can go to CrossroadTheMovie.com, and you can see the trailer. And I think you'll, it's the kind of trailer, especially if you'd be like, well, i got to see what's on way, but I need to find out what happens, you know? I, I want to find out what happens now. <laughs> can't wait for it to come out alright now what we're going to do is just take a little break so we can listen to your song Let It Rain so here's Let It Rain uh, by Amy Weber Don't let go of my head 
this out. My name's Anitra, and I'm gonna rock your world. Wow. wow. Oh my God. Mm. Look at that. Wow. Oh my God. Along with my boys, Mikey and Joey. I need the Shalaba Brothers stack. We're knocking down walls and taking names. The brothers actually get something done. And everyone gets to play. Progress is slow. We should be finished by Christmas. Girls with power tools, roll. We're not just bringing back the den, baby. We're making mega dens that'll blow you oh, away. Wow! What are you doing? Oh, Anitra, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that is cool. You want some of this? Facial recognition, motion activating. They're gonna wet their pants. This may be the coolest room I have ever seen. Because life is too short to live without a mega den. I'm a picker, and I'm always searching for rusty gold for somebody's home. I find treasure all over America, from neighborhoods to backyards. But every year, four million animals are euthanized because they can't find a home. And a staggering number are older animals, just like them. Let's give them a chance to become an American classic. Help save man's best friend. Adopt, don't shop. All right, and we're back with uh, actress producer, recording artist, Amy Weber. Uh, Amy, early on in the show, I didn't bring this up, but I, you're going to tell us how you did it. Okay, but you were also, um, you also got involved in the WWE. I did. Yeah. It's such an interesting, it was such an interesting time in my life. You know, I, I had the modeling agency, and one of my bookers was really big into wrestling. I mean, he knew everything about it, and I had known a little bit about it. I knew who The Rock was, and, um, you know, I had met um, Hulk, Terry. I'd met Terry and a few different people, and I just really didn't know anything about it, but I felt a little, just a little stifled by Hollywood in a lot of ways. I got really close to a lot of really, really big movies. It was like I was like one person away, or, you know, like Miramax had approved me for something, but then the director went in a different direction, and and so he said, you know, they're doing this diva search, and, um, you know, I think you should try out for it. And I thought, oh, I just, <laughs> just seem like a beauty pageant. You know, I thought, oh, I feel like I'm sort of past that in my career, but I thought, well, I really have nothing to lose. So I went down, and it was such a long process. And I don't know, all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was in New York, and I was in the top ten. It just, it all happened so very quickly. Um but, you know, and even the, you know, I, I had wonderful experiences and I had I had really bad experiences there. But I really wouldn't train it for the world because I learned so much about myself and how to handle myself in situations that I'd never been put in before. Um, it's just different. It's a different environment than the entertainment industry. It's got its own little set of rules and mm. its own little way that it's run. And um, you've got to pick on pretty quickly how things go or, or you're going to get trampled on oh without a doubt <laughs> on that one i mean yeah. if you can't handle yourself you know behind the scenes uh, you're gonna have a problem <laughs> yeah i just it was like even so much so that um it was very important to mr mcmahon that the minute that you arrive at the coliseum or the arena or wherever you're performing that you know the minute you make eye contact with one of your former wrestlers or the writer, even if they're in the middle of a conversation, you have to interrupt it and say hello. And that's just, it just to me, it just went against my natural instinct to not interrupt someone when they're talking. Mm -hmm. So, like, there were little things like that that were really important that, you know, and, and um, I didn't know in the beginning. So, you know, I think people were like, oh, she walked by me and didn't say hi, and she's stuck up, you know what, and but I wasn't. I just didn't know that rule. No one had told me yet that that's what I needed to do. And I just know that naturally in life, if two people are talking. It's rude to interrupt them. Yeah, they're in a deep. So, they're in deep conversation, definitely. Yes, and that's kind of how. And so little things like that that I really I learned. And but um, but it was a great experience. You know, meeting some of these guys that have been doing it forever and really understanding just how cutthroat and competitive it is because you know, as I tell people when you're an actress there's so many different venues and avenues that you can pursue your dreams in that whether that's you can do theater there's you know webisodes now and commercials and tv and film and there's you know broad there's you can do cruise ships I mean there's just so many different things but when it comes to wrestling the big dog it's like WWE and TNA 
That's it. That's all. So, I mean, you've got so many guys and girls that want to be in that particular, um, you know, job. And there's just so much competition that sometimes people get, um, you know, not so nice. You know, especially when they think you're taking their spotlight or you're taking their TV time away. Because, you know, when you're doing the tape shows, that's when you start to really get a lot of visibility with the fans and you start to really make your money on some ancillary things like uh, video games and posters and, um, you know, action figures. That's where all your money's made. Mm -hmm. And so people got a little bit upset that I was sort of constantly on TV. So, um, yeah, some people were okay with it and some people weren't. And, and that's pretty much it, you well, know. But that's the nature of that business because, you know, when you're you're fighting for a spot and, you know, the, the jealousy is, is ridiculous, you know. And I, and I had... Um, I was speaking to someone on another show. I'm not going to name names on the who, the what, the where, the why, but you do have a lot of people that are jealous that they don't want you to do well because they, yeah. they want to do well. They, if, you, if you're well, they're not happy. They're not. Yeah. Mm. It's unfortunate, you know, but um, it, it is what it is. And, um, again, I, I learned really valuable life lessons from that. And uh, I really – I actually want to go back and perform. I, I, I want to go I want to go perform at one of their pay-per-views. I want to go sing at one of their pay-per-views. So we're trying to talk to them and see if we can make that happen now. Oh, well, guess what? If you want to do it, it's going to get done. <laughs> I, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to get done. You know, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're tackling everything with a, with a fury. Um, and, I, and I was actually watching a movie and it, it, just recently, and there was a little girl in there, and uh, Anthony Hopkins goes to the little girl and says, you know, you have the heart of a lion. And that's you. You have the heart of a lion. Thank you. And, and you're fighting for everything you're doing. Uh, and, uh, you know, now you're tackling the music industry. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's great. It's so exciting. You know, the single just, it went number four on the Billboard breakout charts. And we were just, I was not, I was serious, like, oh, my gosh. You know, then you hear your song playing on, like, serious BPM radio. It's it's just great. This is something I was performing when I was, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. I was out there performing, and I sort of just had to tuck that dream away because I, I got really busy with the acting and, and the modeling, and then I started thinking, oh, you know, maybe it's past the time for me to try to do this. And then I said, oh, that's just not the way I think. You know, you can't. And just went out there, and I have a great label that's behind me that releases through Universal Music, and it's doing really well. And I'm so excited about this song and just the fact that I got to go in and co-write it and that people are embracing it and uh, and I just got my physical CDs so I'll be able to sell those now but it's just great it's great fun I, I, I love it it's, I think there's there's nothing like music I don't know what it is whether I mean like I hear these birds singing right now you know it's just music changes everything for me I can be in the worst mood ever and I put in a great upbeat song and I just you know, even when my kids were born, they were early, and that was just so hard for me. And this song by Beyonce called Halo, it was just a strange, like it used to play every time I would head back to the hospital because I was with them every second that the hospital would let me be near their bedside, you know, while they were, you know, recovering from being born early. And it just, it just gave me the strength to get through another day of seeing my kids with like tubes and you know, IVs and just these tiny little kids and, you know, you just you feel like you messed up somehow by having them early and unfortunately the cancer is really what did it. Mm-hmm. But because um, my body just couldn't, it couldn't hold two kids for very long, you know, and yeah. I, I got them through as long as I could and of course they're wonderful now. They have no effects and and they were born with like holes in their hearts and like all these things and oh, wow. they're amazing now. You would never know. They thought my daughter was going to have cerebral palsy, and they kept waiting to call it and waiting. I was like, no, 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 and no, it's not going to happen. And she just is like the smartest, prettiest little, she's just incredible, you know. And every morning she's like, Mommy, you're this, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. You know, just, oh, <laughs> it just chills you. You know, they just come home, and they're like, Mommy, and they run top speed, like, just, you know, nothing in their way and just throw themselves into your arms with reckless abandon. It's just amazing. So, yeah. so music is, um, 
it's always been in me, and I'm, I'm just so happy and proud that I was able to get it out and that people are embracing it and being so sweet to me about it. And so many different, you know, billboard people and DJs are playing it in the clubs. And, yeah, it's, it's just overwhelmingly exciting. Well, I mean, you're you're an amazing person, Amy. You definitely Thank are an amazing you. person, and uh, and your kids. I mean, your your situation with your kids. Yeah, you know, it's like you you've taken every bullet that life can throw at you. My God, and you you you're smiling, and you have a big smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going forward, and you have uh, your kids are three now, and you have you know your beautiful kids and. That's your life. Uh, but what I see is that your kids growing, when they get older, the example that you're setting for them is is going to just make them into the best people that you want them to be. I hope so. I want them to have everything I didn't have. I need them to know every day that they're loved and they're safe and that they're not going to be hurt. You know, that they can do anything they want. And the whole, I want them to have that encouragement. Everything I didn't have, the hugs and the, you know, I want them to always know. Like, I don't want them to fear for their lives. You know, like I did. I feared for my life every day. I don't ever want my kids to feel like they're anything but safe. And, yes, the world can be bad and it can be ugly, but they need to know that, you know, in their home, they will always be safe. They will always be encouraged to try anything that they want to try. And uh, we will always be there for them, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care what my son wants to do or my daughter wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would never push them into anything. You know, we try everything with the kids, you know, whether it's soccer or music or dance. You know, if he just wants to read books, I will I'll read every book that we own. I, I just, it's important that um, kids know that that they have that self-confidence to go out into the world and be the best that they can be. And that starts at home. Yeah, no, you know? without, yeah, without question, that starts at home, and you're, you provided that environment uh, for them. Now, I, I just want to ask you a question, because um, you, you said that you, know, you, were, you were in fear of your life you know, every day when you were younger. You know, um, do you mind if we expand on that? Yeah, I just had, I had, um, unfortunately, I I had a uh, incredibly alcoholic father who was so abusive. Like, I should have been taken from the home. Child services should have taken me. They knew what was happening. And unfortunately, you know, my mother um, just didn't protect me. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the strangest thing because I, if anyone ever tried to hurt my kid, I know that I could, with my bare hands, like with their head off. I just know. I just know in me. I just had that. And I just feel like mothers innately just had that. And for some reason, it was more important to make sure that he was happy than to protect, you know, her, her kids. It's just, it's odd. Yeah. Um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't speak with them anymore. I, I had to divorce from that many years ago. I tried very hard to have some sort of a healthy relationship and I tried every road there was. I tried the high road. Mm-hmm. I tried the, I just, you know, and um, I think that everyone makes mistakes. Sure. And uh, people, you know, people do things that they probably regret. But I think that you have to take accountability mm-hmm. for what you did, and you need to apologize, and you need to try to make amends for it. And when people aren't willing to do that, that's when I have, that's when I have a hard time with it. When people say, well... It was so long ago. How could you? How could that even be affecting you? It's like, well, let me tell you something. When the kids are really little, when they're four and they're five and they're six, you know what I mean? And they're getting like their bones are getting broken, and they're always the hospital. You know, when these things are happening, it's like that's when I you're forming your personality and you're forming your sense of self. That's what's happening in these years. And when you have no like confidence, no one's encouraging no one's hugging you and you're just always in fear that's going to affect you as an adult you know and it just it took it just took years and years of working through knowing like you know i didn't do anything to deserve it just like so many different things so um you know it's it's an unfortunate situation um but i think that family is what you make Mm -hmm. uh i have a great family now my friends are my family and um, that's all I need. 
Mm. You know, do I wish, yes, do I still wish that I had, you know, a mom that could have helped me through a very, very difficult pregnancy and could be a grant? Yes. I wish that for everybody. But unfortunately in my life, I'm not going to get that. And I had to come to terms with that. And I'm okay with it now. It wasn't for a very long time because, you know, we always want that ideal family. We want to know that we're loved and cared about. And, um, and you know, now I just give it to myself. And I stop getting it from my work or from people praising you. You know, like all these things are just fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know, the way you look and all these things, they go away. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out a way to find it for yourself. And, um, I mean, thank God I did because it just... It made life a lot easier. So, oh, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, it sucks at the end of the day. But um, hey, I survived it. I'm a survivor, and um, I just, you know, I, you know, again, it's that old adage that, you know, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. And I used to, I used to try to tell myself when I was little, I was like, "Why well, must be really special?" Because He's given me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And so, a lot, but um, yeah, I'm I'm good. You know, life is 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 wonderful, and again, it's not. I never want to paint to the world like, oh, everything's perfect. It's not. I have things that happen to me like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to make eggs and they fall on the ground, and then there's no more eggs, and you know, there's just things that happen, or you know. But uh, we just we all get through it, and we moving forward is the most important thing. It doesn't matter as long as you're moving in some way. Just can't move forward. No, no, and you're see you you have kids, so you know to your your parent situation. If if you don't have a healthy situation going on there, you're not doing any favors to to your children at all. No, yeah, yeah. you don't want to repeat those. You don't want to take. You don't want to keep repeating those patterns, and you know carry that forward. It was just it was a very big fear of mine. I mean, it was it was a very big fear when my kids first came. I really was like, I can't, I'm not good enough for these kids. They need, they are the most special miracle kids in the world, and they they deserve someone better than me. It was a weird period I went through that it wasn't, you know, I think some people have postpartum depression, and they are just like, oh, I hate these kids. And I don't, for me, it was just such the opposite. It was just this sort of weird, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I am a good enough person to deserve these amazing kids and you know you work through it I worked through it and talked to a lot of people about it and you know finally got to a place where it's like no no I'm a wonderful mom and I still make mistakes and I'm making it twice over because I have two at the same time but you know my kids are super happy and they say please and thank you and they're gracious and they're sharing on those days and and that's you know they're, yes, they're beautiful, but most importantly, they're very lovely. They're very kind to animals. If someone's sad, they say, oh, mommy, the dog looks sad. I think she needs a hug. They're very mm-hmm. empathetic. And I wanted to really instill that empathy that I have in them. That was important. So as they were growing up, I said, is personal happy or sad? They look happy. Well, that's good. What about this? Oh, they look sad. What do we say when someone's sad? They would go and go, it's okay. Don't be sad. You know, like I just want them. You know, even at two years old, they were they were doing this. So um, I've worked really hard to make sure that they're kind-hearted people. No, I think I think you're doing an amazing job. Actually, I don't think I know. Um, I, and I'm gonna, you know, revert back to when you were in Florida for a minute. When was there someone in your life that actually gave you the strength? Or, or that you were able to talk to that kind of put you in a position of getting in your car and going to California? Um, you know, not. I, there were people along the way that kind of mentored. I used to, I worked for a doctor for a while, and um, I he was writing a book, and he had a whole library, so I was really doing a lot of data entry and stuff. And, you know, he always made me feel like I was a special person. Um but not really. I mean, I, I think I, I lost myself in movies and I lost myself in books. And I think that by being able to daydream and, and play pretend and stuff, that really kind of got me through a lot of things. I think that's why I just love books and movies so much. They're sort of part of my world. And, 
you know, I want them to be a part of my kids' world now too. All right, I think you're you're on a the path of making all that happen. You know, um, you, you as I said before, you're an amazing person and you're so humble because I've come across people that have done twenty five percent of what you've done, and the the ego is through the roof. No, that's not good. <laughs> no, that, that's definitely not good. But welcome to Hollywood. Da, 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 da. I know. You know what? I've dealt with them, too. Yeah. I I don't understand it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever understand it. But, you know, I guess that's just the path that they're on right now. And, you know, hopefully one day they, they come to their senses. I've been on sets where people were, you know, the stars of their show. And I was reoccurring or guest starring. And they just, you know, thought they were just, best thing since I help apply. It's like, okay, you know, if you need to talk down to me. I you know, it's um it's just interesting. I think that unfortunately it just comes from a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. that people haven't quite tackled yet when they're you know, they're not so nice about things. But I, I have to say that most of the most successful people that I've ever come encounter with or worked with are the nicest. Mm-hmm. It's just so sort of like B, C level, you know, people that are still just sort of trying to claw their way and have all those insecurities. I mean, I'm sure there's some A-listers that are like, you know, bleep holes. But I think for the most part, I think people, um, you know, you like your your Tom Hanks and, you know, your uh, Will Smith and people like that are actually really kind people. I think the most, to have true success and the most successful people that, that I've seen in Hollywood aren't, you know, the arrogant ones. They're the ones that actually, you know, embrace their craft, but also open up doors. And I keep going to opening up doors, but that's what it is. And that's what you're doing, too. You know, you're, you're in that same realm. Yeah, because you know what? You don't, um, it's just really strange when people, um, they want the fame so badly. You know, they just want that when they want that fame, that recognition, and they're not really wanting to put the work into it, and then it's because they want that fame because they're insecure. Because mm-hmm. they want to feel like, I'm special, I'm someone, people like me. Mm. You know, and that's like, when, you, when you've got, when that's your driving force, is that, you know, you'll do any reality show, you'll do any whatever, just to like, try to get back out there. Um, that's just always going to breed more insecurity because, gosh, those things don't last very long. That, that's true. And then they have the, oh, love me, love me, love me syndrome. Um, yeah. But you have to love yourself first. You do. I mean, you have to be lovable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that comes from loving yourself and accept, just accepting yourself. Um, you know, I always say there is no, no such thing as perfect, but you can try to be the best you mm-hmm. that there is. And... Um, and and I think that's the key. Well, that's been the key for me. Yeah, well, but you're doing a fantastic job as, you know, an entertainer, as a someone, you know, a producer, and you're doing an, an excellent job as a job as a mommy, and as a person in general. You know, I I think Thanks. that I think that the industry itself needs more Amy Webers. They need more <laughs> people like you. You're so sweet. Yeah. Well, listen, it has been. Um, I. I probably need to go soon so I can go get this party started. (laughs) You you, you do. You need, you have your kids waiting. They're sitting there and I know they're looking at you like mommy, mommy. You know, they're they're looking up at you with their eyes. Yeah, I know what's going on. But but what I want to leave uh, with, uh, I want, uh, you know, you have your website, amyweber.net, right? Um, yeah, amyweber.com too. I finally got my .com back. Oh, good. Now we're at .com. Yeah. Uh, yay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then you have Let, Let It Rain, uh, which, which is out now, and it's available on, on iTunes, uh, Rhapsody, and everything else. You can get that anywhere. You know, you can go download it. A uh, great song, and we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to have it on here in a second. And also, you have uh, your movie. And what, what? Just give that website one more time for the new movie. I do. It's called Crossroad themovie.com and then uh, my music video is playing in over 7,000 locations right now for Let It Rain so that's really exciting it's been all sorts of um, health clubs and G for guest stores and entertainment centers and bowling alleys and uh, yeah it's exciting I just uh, I'm I'm waiting too you know we hit the billboard uh, the breakout charts and we're knocking on the regular billboards door so hopefully we'll hear something next week about that well I think you're going to make everything happen because you are without a doubt a tenacious, good-hearted person, 
and you deserve all the great things that are that are coming towards you because you battled the you you fought a fight in your life, okay, and everything was thrown at you. I said it earlier, and you just kept coming back and coming back. And you know what? That's the stuff that inspires me. So you actually you. inspired me today, which is thank you. I could talk to you every day. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. You should talk to me every day. I mean, I mean, I'm really, really, truly inspired, and I know that you're going to make everything happen. And, you know, uh, McMahon, he needs to get you on that pay-per-view so you can perform your song there. And it's only going to help. Uh, it's going to only going to help the ratings for the pay-per-view. Thank you. you know? I saw her slam. I'm trying. I yeah. know. Thank you so much. And you know what? Thank you for, uh, for your, for your, you know, viewers, your listeners, and, you know, everybody that's always been so supportive. I just have the most loyal people that have always had my back, and um, now I can add you to it. There you go, Amy. And, again, thank you so much for taking time this morning. And uh, for our listeners, you know, go to amyweber.com. You know, check out this amazing person. Um, and you want to – I mean, you're, you're on Twitter too, right? I am. It's the real Amy Weber. See, the real Amy One Weber. Beat. Yeah, the real Amy Weber. You got to I know. Her. This is what we have to do nowadays. The real Amy Weber. I know. <laughs> Not the fake one. <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, you have people that, that try to do s silly things, and you don't want to. Mm -hmm. There's no confusion. The real Amy Weber. Don't get confused. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Right, thank you, and, and have fun with your kids for their birthday. And we're going to have you on, uh, hopefully, uh, when, uh, when your movie is out and it's uh, when you can have your release because I want to talk to you about it again. That sounds fantastic. I'll be speaking to you soon then. Excellent. Thank you, Amy. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye okay, bye. you too. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you.